Extending the play with NFL Eagles insider, John McMullen. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode. Another episode. It's not Dr. Dre. It's Dr. McMullen alongside your host, Ryan Rothstein. That was forced, but I delivered it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, it actually makes some sense because I I, I play an epidemiologist on the radio pretty often. You do, John. You do. So there we go. Um, extending the play subscribe on our youtube channel at jacob media it's presented by jacob media j-a-k-i-b media we're also on apple podcast now exciting stuff we're getting reviews subscriptions more and more every day so head over to apple as well as the youtube channel and subscribe and if you can rate and review us that is important if you are a listener of this podcast each and every review um, and rating helps us move up in the Apple podcast power rankings, so to speak. So head over there and at least give us five stars. It would mean a lot. Anything less than five, don't even think about doing it. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Only good ratings. Only good ratings. Unlike my ratings for Comcast. Uh, Only good ratings. Yeah, don't pull a John McMullen and, um, you know. Don't use your platform for negativity. Exactly right. Exactly right, as Tony Bruno would say. Um, extending the play. We're all on Twitter at JF McMullen at Ryan Rothstein 33 and at extend the play on Twitter. Maybe we'll get on Instagram sometime soon, but baby steps here, people. Um, we're recording this on, wow. What's today? Wednesday, July 29th, I believe. And some news came out yesterday, John, and really throughout the week. First, the Miami Marlins that's not football but that was massive sports news and they're not even going to have a season now at this point and shortly after that it really trickled over into the National Football League because we're seeing a lot of players decide no thank you I'm going to stay at home this season yeah I I, uh, I'm a little surprised by how many names have have come up with the opting out uh, to be honest I, I didn't expect it to be uh, this many, and we still have basically another week to go uh, where players can decide. I, I do think it's going to uh, slow down a little bit only because, look, if if you were thinking about opting out, you certainly didn't want to report uh, to training camp. And July 28th, as you mentioned, uh, we're doing this on a Wednesday. Yesterday was pretty much reporting for everybody in the NFL. Um so in theory, if you were going to opt out, you were going to do it and, and not show up. Uh, I don't see why you would opt out. Everything's fluid, though. You mentioned the Miami Marlins, and I think that's part of it. And the fact that, Ryan, I've been talking about this a long time, I, I think in many ways, uh, and I get yelled at for this all the time, but what the heck, I get yelled at all the time. In many ways, the biggest hurdle for the NFL to get through this season is to fight off the narratives out there more so than the actual virus. And what I mean by that is, look, they know there's going to be positive tests, but they also know that these are relatively, in most cases, very healthy people, uh, and they are not susceptible to some of the 
the more negative things associated with this particular virus. However, you you see the stories every day. It doesn't matter what you um, what kind of news organizations you want to uh, subscribe to and watch, whether it's left leaning, right leaning. You see all these stories, all these fear stories, and and the sky is falling. And some of it is true, some of it isn't. To be perfectly honest, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of scared people out there. And when you have NFL players that are scared, I mean, think about their livelihoods in general. This is not a sport for people that have a lot of fear. And that's where we are. Uh, I mean, guys are are that concerned that they're opting out. And it hit the Eagles yesterday with Marquise Goodwin. Um, and it's hitting a lot of teams. And, and there have been, most notably, the New England Patriots with uh, last count six players and some high profile players. Pretty, pretty amazing. It is amazing. And we're going to get to Marquise Goodwin um, for our Eagles following. We'll go local in a minute and get into that, uh, you know, the specifics of that story and how it impacts the Philadelphia Eagles. But on a broader scale, on an NFL national level here, you know, you mentioned Patriots. You have Patrick Chung opting out. You have the Packers wide receiver Funches opting out. And he's not anything big, but let's not forget the Packers didn't do anything to help Aaron Rodgers in the draft. Um, D tackle for the Vikings. Pierce opts out. It just the, the list just keeps growing and growing. And John, for the conspiracy theorists out there, and I'm not one of them, but you know, people can't help. This is what we do in the industry. When a story comes, we kind of try and look at it 360 degrees and um, try and see all the the angles of it. And like when Patrick Chung, when that was announced, I couldn't help but look at his contract info. Because in my mind, John, I was like, is, is he a free agent next year? Is this his last year of his deal? Like, I, I was trying to see how opting out potentially could benefit them from a business standpoint. Is there anything there down that road or, or not to your knowledge? Uh, not to my knowledge. Certainly not for a veteran player. I understand there's two kinds of, of, of opt-outs. And, and one is, is, is just opting out uh, without a medical reason. And essentially you get a $150,000, but more than anything, that's sort of an advance on your contract. To use Marquise Goodwin as an example, um, that will come off uh, his contract tolls. And that means he only has a one-year deal. So that means He's under contract through 2021 now, and he'll have to pay back that 150000 against his, I believe it's $1.35 million salary next year. So it's not like he's gaining an extra $150,000. Now, the medical opt-out, and you brought up uh, Michael Pierce from the Vikings. Now, he signed a big money deal, uh, but he's a big guy. And he's 350 pounds. Uh, he's that one of the better run-stuffing nose tackles in this league. Uh, but he's overweight. He's He's got asthma. Uh, he's had pneumonia in the past. So he's susceptible. Uh, and there's been a lot of defensive tackles as a whole around the league, some of the bigger guys uh, opting out. And in the case of Pierce, he got a medical opt-out. That's 350000 uh, so that's a little bit more. 
and again, all these contracts toll. So it's not like they're gaining anything or getting closer. A lot of people speculated, you know, if guys are unhappy in a situation, maybe they just won't play to go somewhere else the next season. Everything tolls uh, and, and rolls over. Uh, so there isn't much uh, of, uh, to gain from it other than you don't have to show up and, and – and and put yourself in a position to where you might uh, test positive and obviously bring that back to your family. And that was the biggest case with Marquise Goodwin, who has been very above board. And that's the only reason I bring this kind of stuff up. His wife has had three miscarriages. Uh, they finally had a baby uh, and he's a new father uh, and he just didn't want to risk it. And it's you have these little stories. Everybody's got a story. I just explained Pierce's story. Everybody's got a, a little bit of a different story. And, and that's how you kind of come to these decisions. The one aspect, Ryan, that is interesting is sort of the back end guys. Like if you're battling for a roster spot, you're looking for that. 52nd or 53rd spot and you kind of know you're not going to make the team hey why not take 150,000 and see how it shakes out for next year that that could be the only advantage that's really interesting and that's not something I've discussed personally at all have we seen any examples of that because that goes two ways that's like a deal or no deal with Howie Mendel because if you're fighting for a roster spot if you're fighting for a backup role or possibly a starting job, you know, you can look at it two ways. You can say, well, you're not hoping for anyone to get sick. God forbid. I'm not insinuating that, but you can say, well, if something happens to the guys in front of me, or if one of the guys in front of me opts out, all of a sudden I could see the field or I could see a permanent roster spot or on the flip side, exactly what you just said. No, I agree with you. And I, I think it's more harmful than anything else because I do think you have to think it out and think two or three steps down the line. Because if you're that type of player in that type of a position who's fighting and clawing to make a roster spot uh, each and every year, well, well, think about a, a coach's mentality, out of sight, out of mind. You know, there, there's a lot of guys. And I thought it was interesting if you look at the Eagles – how they got down, um, and they still have to make one roster move, but that 90 to 80 cut, they kept all the undrafted guys. I was a little surprised by that. Uh, and, and they really got rid of guys who had been here on the practice squad, maybe had dipped their toe in the pool a little bit, like Deshaun Hall. Um, Marcus Green was on the practice squad. Players like that who had been here. And they went with the uncertainty because they kind of know what they have with those guys at the back end of the roster and the ceiling's not great. So why don't we see what we have in the new guys? So I think in a lot of ways, it could be har more harmful to you to take that kind of path. If you're looking for a long-term career and by long-term in the NFL for a guy like that, you're probably only talking three or four years anyway and you're Xing one of those out. So I, I think it's more harmful, to be honest, than anything else. More harm, more harmful, just to clarify, to opt out or to remain, you know, fighting for a spot? More harmful to opt out from a career purpose. In other words, as I said, 
if you're fighting for that roster spot Mm -hmm. and you walk away now you might have you know really serious concerns i'm not talking about the virus i'm just talking from a football standpoint here if you walk out as that type of player and you decide i'm not going to play there's no guarantee you're even going to have an opportunity next year because the team's going to likely turn the page to somebody else yeah and that's (laughs) that's the crazy part and it's honestly i don't like to use the phrase it's not fair because that's (laughs) childish but I mean, if someone is legitimately concerned or they have a family member at home that's immune and, and they opt out and that ends up impacting their career. But guess what? It's professional football. And if you're, you know, the best ability is availability, right? Yeah. Hey, life is not fair, Ryan. Amen. I can tell you, we're gonna, you know, my Comcast Wi-Fi is not fair. You're going to get <laughs> drops like that all the time. No, now. for sure. Life, but, but, life. With this pandemic, yeah, with this pandemic and and sports have, I think overall have done a pretty good job of being understanding and giving players options. But the reality of it is if you're not there, then that could impact your future moving forward, especially if you're not a big time player. That's just the reality. Yeah. And I I asked it when the NFLPA, when D Smith and JC Treader had a a video call with us, I, I, I asked that question and I got into it. I said, you know, how do you protect guys uh, on projected to be on the back end of the roster? And the fact that I, I don't and no one had an answer because you can't really tell somebody, OK, you have to give this guy a chance because from a coach or a personnel perspective, you can say, I got I got four or five guys like this. Now a star is always going to get a chance. We all know that they can opt out. Michael Pierce being a perfect example again. That's a good player. Uh, he can opt out, and he'll be back if we ever get through this, and he'll get an opportunity uh, to be a starter and, and and a good player again. No question about it. No no doubts whatsoever. Even Marquise Goodwin, though. I mean, there's a veteran guy who was on the bubble. I thought he was going to make this team for a lot of reasons, Uh, not just the speed, and that's a trait the Eagles are looking for, but he's a veteran, whereas everybody else the Eagles brought in is a rookie and very young and and doesn't have any experience. Rich Scangarello, who's one of the new key offensive assistants, has a history with Goodwin from San Francisco. I thought that was positive for him. So I thought he was going to make this team. Now, if you're asking me right now, today, Ryan, next year, I don't think he's going to make this team. There's a perfect example. Extending the play with NFL Eagles insider John McMullen. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Jacob Media, J-A-K-I-B Media. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, any podcast platform. Follow John at JF McMullen. Follow myself at Ryan Rothstein 33 and the podcast at Extend the play um i I do kind of want your thoughts on you know listen i brought up patrick chong we we talked about the patriots the number of players opting out and of course everyone i I know harry mays you were on the tony bruno show on sirius xm with us yesterday john and harry mays asked you about bill belichick and i asked you on the previous episode is there any strategy here and what are the best coaches in the league going to maybe do to figure out a loophole and I sort of already asked you that, but is there anything there? Is there anything that you can think of that Bill Belichick is doing to take advantage of all this? 
Yeah, I, I, you know, I've been saying this for years. Bill Belichick is so good at what he does. He's in everybody's head. And that's a, everybody's looking for the angle. Well, look, I, I think if the Patriots, you know, it, it was pretty clear when they brought in Cam Newton. Okay, they're going for it. They're not just rolling over. They're going to try to win this division. Now, I, I didn't think they were going to be a Super Bowl contender anymore. Uh, I think you have to be realistic and, and understand what losing Tom Brady means, even, even at his advanced age. Uh, I do think they were going to take a step back. But <clears throat> once Cam Newton signed, I, hey, I went from Bills to Patriots. I said, New England's going to win that division. There was no doubt in my mind. Now, that shifted with all the opt-outs, and some of them are, are very key, like Hightower and Chung, as you mentioned. So they have some issues now, some serious issues. But as far as tanking for Trevor Lawrence, I, I, A, and I've said this from the start, I, I don't think that's in Bill Belichick's DNA. I don't think he's going to sit back and say, I'm okay with winning two games. That's just not him. And, and then, as I said, Cam Newton wouldn't be there. So I, I think people are always looking for this angle with Bill Belichick, and that's because he's in their heads. He, he is in their heads. There's no angle. It's just guys opting out. <laughs> Sometimes it's that simple, but we can't help to, like you said, Bill Belichick owns real estate in everyone's minds, especially uh, in the football world so john um let's wrap up these last few minutes here on the episode going local we talked about marquise goodwin opting out for the philadelphia eagles the wide receiver give us the update on that how does it impact the team how does it impact the wide receiver group and uh, anything else you have there well i think the biggest impact is you really have to ramp up and try to get jalen rager on the field uh, a little bit quicker um i i think back in the spring uh, I don't think Doug Peterson actually said uh, we're going to start him out slowly be- behind Deshaun Jackson at the Z position and sort of grow from there. Now I think the goal has got to be we got to get him on the field. We got to get Jackson Rager uh, out there together because remember, Alshon Jeffrey starts uh, on the pup list and he's not ready coming off Liz Frank uh, surgery. So all of a sudden, you have, okay, John H- Hightower can run, Quez Rock- Watkins can run, but they're rookie fifth and sixth round picks. You can't count on that, especially in an offseason where they didn't have OTAs, they didn't have a mini camp, they didn't have any on-field work with the coaches. All of a sudden, again, not having that veteran presence. Remember, Ryan, a lot that surprised a lot of people. The Eagles did nothing in free agency at the receiver position. Uh, and they w- waited to the draft, and they had the sentiment of they wanted a young receiver or a group of young receivers to grow with Carson Wentz. They didn't want outside voices. They changed a little bit with Goodwin uh, because Rich Scangarello recommended him, uh, and now he's gone. And that was the one veteran body they brought in. And there were concerns. I don't want to overstate what he was going to be. I mean, he's got tons of injury issues. I don't know how often he would have been out there. But I do think if he was healthy, he would have been playing. So it's it's a concern. This position is a work in progress, to be kind. Yeah, it certainly is. And, you know, we, we talked about the wide receiver position the other day, even before this news was officially released. And, 
you know, Marquise Goodwin is he's a he's a track all star, meaning he's great in shorts. He runs fast. But what is he really able to do? And I, I've even seen people tweeting and reporting on, you know, well, you know, Goodwin is not going to make that much of a difference on the field. Maybe he will. But one thing for sure. And as you mentioned, John, he's a veteran and there's a lot of younger guys in that room. But I mean, something we also talked about a lot, John, already is the sloppiness of football we're going to see in the first two to six weeks uh, of the season. I mean, I don't know how much Goodwin's really going to make a difference anyway. Is that fair? No, it's fair because he's not. He's not a star player. Uh, but, I, you know, until you see – and you're, Rager's a first-round pick, so there's a certain expectation there and a certain talent level. Uh, whereas guys like Hightower and Watkins picked later in the draft, um, they have some issues. I mean, there's a reason they were picked in fifth and sixth rounds. And um, they are uh, uh, raw prospects in the fact that their ceilings aren't as high for different reasons. Uh, but they can run. But to assume they can pick up an offense uh, like the Eagles without that offseason, get on the field early, I think that's pie in the sky, to be honest. And that was the one thing. And I mentioned Scangarello because even though the Eagles don't have an offensive coordinator, he's their offensive coordinator. Uh, It's a different title, um, but he's the guy who's sort of going to be Doug Peterson's right-hand man. And he's the reason Goodwin was here. So I think that tells you a a lot uh, in the fact that if he was healthy, and that's a big if, he was going to be out there at least early in the season. And then maybe if some of the younger receivers, and by the way, that doesn't just include the rookies, but the J.J. Ortega, white size of, of, of the world, and even Rob Davis and Deontay Burnett and, and Greg Ward um, and players that were here last year, if they step up. But there's a lot of questions. I'm not going to say it's like linebacker because there's more talent with Jackson, Deshaun Jackson, if he's healthy, and Rager is a first-round pick. But, boy, there's a lot of question marks. Yeah, there certainly is. And uh, we're here to, to try and answer those questions and question marks and, um, you know, give you the best insight and information we have. You've been listening to another episode of Extending the Play with NFL Eagles insider John McMullen, alongside myself, host Ryan Rothstein, producer of The Tony Bruno Show. Be sure to check out all of John McMullen's work at phillyvoice.com and for Sports Illustrated at si.com. Like always, be sure to subscribe at our YouTube channel at Jacob Media. All these episodes are powered and presented by Jacob Media, J-A-K-I-B Media. And subscribe wherever you get your podcasts on any platform. Thank you once again for listening, and until next time, everyone.